The European soccer season is over, and because of that, we are doing a recap on our teams of the season in the top five European leagues. So that's our starting 11 bench and honorable mentions uh, consisting of the best players in Europe this season. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great, great episode. Before we get to that, follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show and Instagram at Final Third Show. Give us a rating. Give us a follow on wherever you listen to us on whatever platform that is. And keep an eye out for our potential Euro Bracket Challenge. Follow us on Twitter to keep up to date on that. All right. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another deep dive episode of The Final Third. My name is Jack. I am a Minnesota United fan, a Chelsea fan, an Atalanta fan, a French national team fan, and a Slovakia national team fan, unfortunately for me today, as they drew against Bulgaria and a friendly, which was not a great performance. And uh, Strelik came off injured with a hamstring injury. That's not good for for, uh, the Euros. But besides all that, I'm here with AJ. Yes, I... I don't think any of my teams have let me down, at least in the past three days, which is good. Uh, In the past three. I'm a fan of Minnesota United, the U.S. national team, and uh, West Ham United. I almost forgot about them. (laughs) You go go a couple days in the offseason, you completely forget about the team, whatever. Maybe it's because we're recording this pretty late at night, Jack. I think it's the latest we've ever recorded a podcast. I believe that's true. I believe that's true. So we're going to have a nice chill, chill episode here. Yeah. Uh, but we are talking about our teams of the season in the top five European leagues. Before we get to that, as always, follow us on Twitter at Final Third Show, on Instagram as well at Final Third Show. Uh, we have the Euros coming up, and as everyone knows, we like to do bracket challenges. We did one for March Madness, and we're looking to do one today, uh, or I should say for the Euro tournament. <laughs> Not today. Well, today, when you're listening to this, we should have a link to wh- wherever we're hosting this bracket challenge. So if you go down to the show notes, uh, click the link there, get registered, and you can win potentially a cash prize, depending on how many people join. Maybe we'll up it. Maybe we'll have it for first, second, and third place. Whatever. Uh, follow us on Twitter, I Final Third Show, for more, uh, more details on that But with that, let's go on to our deep dive episode, which is talking about our teams of the season. Jack, do you want to go over kind of the rules on how we we went through our selections here? Yeah, I I mean, uh, if you watched our earlier episode for the midseason team of the season type stuff, it's pretty similar rules. But here here's what we've got. We've got. 11 starters, obviously, because you need 11 to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, we've got a bench of seven players and five, or in my case, six honorable mentions. I, uh, there was one I had to include on there. We also have it so it's only the top five European leagues. So you're looking at the Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, Bundesliga, and League On. And you have to have at least one starter from each league in your starting 11. So those are the rules for this. Otherwise, you know... Uh, we didn't share any of our players beforehand, I don't think. I don't think we said nope. any of them beforehand. We just shared our formations, and we'll do that before as well. Uh, but yeah, that that's everything we... Uh, that's all the rules, I think. Did I miss anything, AJ? Uh, no, we 
we kind of had it so in the bench we had, I believe Jack, if you did the same thing, a goalkeeper, two defenders, two midfielders, and two forward exactly slash attackers. Yep. Uh, but the way that we formatted our honorable mentions are a bit different. So let's start off with our five honorable mentions. Jack, why don't you go through uh, yours real quick? Yeah, well, uh, first, uh, Emiliano Martinez, he had 3.7 saves per game and 15 clean sheets. Goalkeeper for Aston Villa. Uh, I put Cesar Azpilicueta, you know, 2.4 tackles per game and 2.4 clears per 90. That That's pretty good from him. And pretty underrated in my opinion thomas muller 11 goals and 18 assists the most in the bundesliga mm-hmm. he, he's always at at the top it seems i think you'll like this one a lot thomas suchek wow 10 goals and one assist he, he's the workhorse behind west ham's amazing season he had to get in for me uh and you know i i i have six i'll i'll, I'll say this one ilkay gundogan great attacking yeah. and defending 13 goals two assists uh, and a 92% pass accuracy as well. That that was incredible. Uh, and then Romelu Lukaku, who was just transformed under Conte and bossed it up in Serie A with 24 goals this season. So those are my six honorable mentions. You know, I, I had to include Azpilicueta on there just because <laughs> I'm so happy with him. I, I, I love him. He's one of my favorites. So I had to. Nice, nice. I I appreciate the, the Suchek shout. I don't have any West Ham players in wow. any of my uh, wow. Can't believe my, my you've done top this twenty-three. Game. I know. Well, to be fair, I, I truly, in my heart of hearts, don't actually believe that a- anyone on our team can fit in a best twenty-three in the entire season. Uh, unfortunate, but I, I love him to that. But it's true in my heart. <laughs> uh, good, good choices over overall for those honorable mentions. Some of those also don't show up in my uh, picks at all. So good to have some variety there. My honorable mentions, uh, I, I went by league. So I had okay, one pick okay. per league uh, just because I wanted to try to increase artificially the variety <laughs> in, my tw- in my top 23. So in the Premier League, I had Mohamed Salah for Liverpool. He carried a pretty mediocre Liverpool team through some tough times with 22 goals and five assists. Yep, just one goal short of the golden boot, even on a Liverpool off year. In Liga, I decided to go with Kylian Mbappe, who had great performances in both the the UEFA Champions League and Liga, totaling in 52 goal contributions in all competitions. La Liga, I went Karim Benzema, Real Madrid's only real dependable chance converter, getting 30 goals in all competitions. I mean, that's pretty true. And because of that, he's earned his spot in France's Euro squad after being uh, shut out for, you know, good reasons for the past five years jack's not gonna be happy about that <laughs> shaking his less head. time for Giroud. <laughs> exactly well that is how adding a striker works yeah uh number four in the Serie A, i had romelu lukaku uh, as jack said 35 gold contributions for the Serie A champions and because of it he's getting a lot of attention from potential suitors just an a plus season from him in the bundesliga erling holland despite missing a Good amount of games due to injury. He still managed to put up 27 goals this season. Even when everyone around him was subpar, he still managed to go machine mode. He even got the golden boot in the Champions League with 10 goals. Those are my honorable mentions. Just to artificially create some uh, variety and diversity in my picks. Uh, Jack, do you want to go 
maybe position by position. So goalkeeper, defender, midfielder through our bench, perhaps. Yeah, let, let's let's do it. Do you want do you want to kick it off with uh, your goalkeeper on the bench? All right. I think I think you might like this one. This is this right. is Mendy. I, I decided to go with Mendy from Chelsea because he I mean, the, the, the thing about this pick is a lot of it is due to the fact that Keppa is the thing I'm comparing him to. <laughs> and that's just yeah. an upgrade all around. So I see how he came into this Chelsea team, how integral he became for their their Champions League run and their Premier League run to top four. I mean, he got, what, nine clean sheets in the Champions League? Something crazy nine, like yeah. that. Yeah. And Chelsea only trailed in the Champions League for five minutes in the entire campaign. And he... That was is, when Kepa was in goal, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, all credit to him. Even though that, I'm pretty sure that was just the group stage. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, it was against Krasnodar. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember it. So, I mean, still impressive for Kepa to be a part of that. But you know, he played such an integral role to shore up the defense when Lampard was here, and especially when Tuchel came in. And so, I gave it to him. Jack, who is your uh, backup goalkeeper on the bench. You're never going to guess that. I went with Eduard Mendy too. No way. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. Uh, he has the most clean sheets in top five leagues with 26. Oh, wow. And he did it in less appearances uh, than Ederson. Uh, so he did it in four or five less appearances than him. So they Is both that have in 26. all competitions? In all competitions. Okay. Yep. So, so not the Premier so, League. That's why yeah. Ederson won. Pre- yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and then he's also a, a Champions League winner. We can't we can't forget that. True. And just has been really fantastic this season. He made t- he's made two point two saves per ninety. And in the Champions League, he has a ninety two percent save rate. That that is impressive. And he only committed one foul the entire season in all competitions. Only uh-huh. one foul, which is you know for a goalkeeper a, just adapting to a new league. I think that's pretty impressive. And he was also responsible for Chelsea breaking the record for the least goals conceded in a Champions League campaign with only four goals conceded. And he was and he only uh, was scored against three times as well. So, I mean, you know, that, that that's pretty impressive. That is pretty uh, impressive. I, I mean, like it, it's even more impressive when you consider his story, which I've talked about several times. You know, mm-hmm. he was almost unemployed. But there, there you go. We, we agree on one or on two picks, I guess, because we both had Lukaku. And those honorable mentions. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have him as your uh, starting goalkeeper. There's just I, someone that went a little bit above for me, just yes, a little bit. Yes, and I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe it's probably going to be your the same goalkeeper you picked for the midseason best eleven. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. That, that, we'll that's see. a that's a sly smile you're giving me. <laughs> so let's move on to the defenders, kind of an unsung heroes of teams here. Uh, Jack, why don't you get us started with your two defenders on the bench? Yeah, well, my first one, uh, which was harder to come up with, uh, right. but I went with Marquinhos from PSG. Ooh, uh, he was he was in my midseason team of the season as well. Uh, he He's chipped in three goals, but that's not why he's here. He's got 1.1 tackles and interceptions per 90. Maybe not the most impressive, but he's got 4.1 clears per 90. That is impressive. Like, balls come into the box, and he's just knocking them out, heading them out, no matter what, he's just always there. Plus, his leadership quality, he had to fill a void by Thiago, left by Tiago Silva, of all people. Like, that is a tough void to fill. And he did it pretty well. They didn't win the league, but, you know, if it wasn't for him, they would have been out of the title race a lot sooner. 
So exactly, I, I yeah. he he had to get in there because that leadership quality really brings him up for me. And also he scored their lone goal in the semifinals of the Champions League where they went out. So, you know, he he pulled up in every single competition. But my second defender, which I thought about starting, but I went with Kieran Trippier, mm. who has 2.2 tackles per 90 and 1.4 interceptions per 90 and 1.9 clears per 90. He, he was just ever present for Atletico Madrid this season. And, you know, given that they won La Liga as well, he, he had to feature because if you remember, they went on a mediocre run in the in the towards the beginning of the so, uh, of the, this calendar year. And it's because he was serving a ban for yeah. uh, gambling uh, or something <laughs> like that. But it, his the lack of him being there was so present, like you could see it, that that team was not the same without him there. So right. for that reason, he's in my team. Both really, really good picks. I'm, I'm impressed. You have a, a very well-rounded best 23 right now. I think I think I do. I, I think I think it's got some good uh, some good variety, you know. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed now because my entire twenty three is like all attack, no defense. <laughs> I I have some good defenders here, but my like twenty three is at least at least ninety five percent of it is just all like attack minded players, even the defenders. Marcelo uh, Bielsa is jealous right now. He needs oh, that yeah. for his Leeds team. I, I actually uh, taught Marcelo Bielsa oh, okay. uh, back in the day. He actually learned all of what he knows from me. So. The all-attack me- methodology, right? Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. Uh, he knows it as the AJ methodology. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. But m- cool, my defenders, cool. these defenders, at least at least one of them, uh, <laughs> isn't so attack-minded. My first one is uh, Jose Fonta from Lille. I believe, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, he is a heavily, heavily underrated center back, even at 37. He's 37 years of age. Yeah. He started 36 matches for Lille, though, so almost every single one as a center back. And guess what? They only conceded 23 goals. The correlation is obviously there. He was a dependable soldier in the back. And the reason why I picked him was obviously because he's a good defender, but also because of the insane story that he's had. And I want to highlight this real quick. When he started out, he bounced around in Portugal, went out on loan from Benfica to other teams uh, for three seasons. He started bossing it up for Crystal Palace and Southampton in the lower leagues, made his Premier League debut at 28, made his debut with Portugal at 30, won the Euros at 32, sucked at West Ham for a season. I remember that. <laughs> I, was, I was watching him and I was like, this guy is not as good as everyone else said. But he moved to China for a year and now has won the French title with Lille at 37, aging like fine wine. And on the opposite spectrum, we have a relatively young player with Theo Hernandez. He was my starting left back in the midseason 11, plays for AC Milan. Uh, I have another left back who I believe just as much, but Theo Hernandez is still good. Seven goals and five assists as a left back, being involved in 16% of Milan's goals is really, really crazy. The dribbling and passing he offers to AC Milan is uh, such a great addition to their team. And he's going to be a talent for years to come. He's getting uh, some some uh, attractive offers from across Europe. So he's going to be someone who is going to boss it up, whether it's at AC Milan or wherever he goes. That's the defenders for our bench. Let's go on to the midfield. 
Jack, for your midfield, did you go like like stereotypical central midfielders or did you like kind of delve into maybe some attacking midfielders as well? I went for one defensive mid and one attacking mid. So I've 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 kind of mixed together, I guess, the standard central mid and kind of split either direction. All right. Well, 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 let's hear them. Uh, I want to hear defensive mid because if I'm being honest, I do not have a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I I didn't have him in at first, but when I looked up his stats, he was too good to keep out. And that's Benjamin Andre from Lille. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. you know, he 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 has been impressive. Get this. He's made three point three tackles per 90 and two point two interceptions per 90. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's got he plays three accurate lawn balls per game mm-hmm. and, you know, is incredibly strong in the air. Like he he has like sort of that Ronaldo ability to get up, hold himself in the air and then distribute, nod the ball down to someone. He He's great under pressure. And he's kind of the midfield engine that made Lille tick this season. So he he gets in the team for me. Uh, I mean, he's 30 years old, but honestly, I I wouldn't I I wouldn't have been mad if he got a call up to the French national team. That's how good I think this guy is. Right, I, I think right. that he is very solid. And then my attacking mid, I have Ruslan Malinovsky, who is an attacking midfielder for Atalanta. So he had the most assists in Serie A despite not getting regular game time until the second half of the season. He had 11 assists and he the the big thing is he fit he filled the void left by Papu Gomez, which is incredibly tough to do given how much he he created for that team. But he here's the uh, here's the other main reason he's in the team. He actually has created the most chances per 90 of any player in Europe's top 5 leagues. Above wow. Kevin De Bruyne, above above Bruno Fernandez, above Jack Grealish, above all of those guys, three point seven chances per ninety he creates. He is a he is incredible for Atalanta, and he's a big reason why they score so much because he gives people chances and tons of them to score. And you know he scores some bangers as well. Like he uh, his his goal against Juventus in the Copa Italia and in the league. Those were some incredible goals that he scored there. Like. All both from outside the box, you know, you you can't go wrong with him in this team. And I, I think, you know, I I I I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow carried Ukraine to a deep Euro run this summer. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed. I, I think we need to have some those smaller nations really pull up to the Euros win it all. Yeah, I, I want to see Wales. I want to see Croatia. Well, Croatia's already Croatia. Like, Croatia doing pretty OK. But yeah, I mean, th- those are some pretty diverse picks. I will say, I, I should have expected you were going to pick an Atalanta of course, uh, player. Sure. Tell me, is that the only Atalanta player that's going to show up, or is there going to be another one? No, I'll, I'll just be straight okay. up. No, okay. there, there might be one or two more. Uh, all, right, all right, I was going to be like, yeah, and uh, my starting striker is an Ad- whoever Atalanta's striker is. I don't even know who that is. Wow, uh, disrespect. Yeah, well, A- Atalanta is uh, second fiddle in in uh italy right now so whatever my midfielders are not as i would say uh diverse in terms of uh positions they're pretty i won't say all attack but they're very uh forward thinkers i would suppose my first one from Bayern munich is joshua kimmich and he is an insane talent for Bayern 
and he is still just 26. He's got 20 goal contributions for Bayern. He is, however, still only the second best player for Bayern, and I'll leave that as a little little cliffhanger <laughs> there. Uh, my second midfielder is Sonny Boy from Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham aren't good, but Son and Kane were. Son especially, I think he's underrated still. He's got 27 goal contributions in the league, and Son with his immaculate passing, crossing, and finishing, he pretty much single-handedly kept Spurs in contention for the Europa League, EFL Cup, and the Premier League. His finishing is crazy, and I've been talking about this this entire season, but he overperformed his XG by six whole goals, despite being a midfielder. He's, he's not a forward, yet he still has this uh, finishing ability within himself, and he calls on that to carry Spurs to uh, at least a not-as-disrespectful finish. Wherever he go, whenever where whenever he leaves Tottenham, I should say, I shouldn't say wherever he goes, because he's going to leave eventually. He's going to reach even greater heights than he was getting with Tottenham. Because you can see the potential within him. You could see the things that he can create, the things that he can finish. And because of that, he is my midfielder on the bench, because there were some picks that I thought were only slightly ahead of him. But it was very, very tough to keep him off of my starting eleven. Jack, it's time for the forwards on the bench. And I'm kind of curious because I feel like we might come to a consensus here. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but I have I have two forwards here uh, that I, I'd like to bring to the table. And you tell me right away because I'm just, I'm just going to give you the two if okay. we agree on any of them. I have Suarez, Atletico Madrid, and Harry Kane. Tottenham Hotspur. Do we agree on any of them? We agree on one of them. All right. We agree on one. All right. I, I, I'm going to leave it up to uh, suspense to see which one that is. Okay. Uh, I, I'll start off with the forward section uh, with Suarez, actually. 21 goals. We talked about him last week uh, to, uh, to our wits end because Suarez was such a great addition for Atletico Madrid. Got 21 goals for them. One of the stats I brought up last week his last 16 goals directly earned Atletico Madrid 21 points. And despite being only oh, still 34 years old, so he still has at least a couple more years within him, but that's still pretty old. He's in the top 15% of forwards in the top five leagues for expected goals. And when you take into account the fact that he only cost Atletico Madrid 6 million euros, he's such a good deal and he added so much given his price tag. And with Harry Kane, it's another year. It's another golden boot. Despite Spurs having a failure of a year, to be honest, he had another great one. 23 goals and 14 assists. He's on top of both the goals and assists leaderboards. The first player since Andy Cole in 1994. He's had an... an yeah, uh, yeah, it's really, true. It's not, I thought it was Thierry Henry. No, Who was no. the more recent one? Andy Cole. For both to be on top of both goals and assists in a single season, nineteen ninety four. I mean, I could check the stats, but but that, that, that's what Reddit said. So I'm I'm gonna believe oh, okay, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not so sure about that, but I, I think it might be Thierry Henry. But still impressive, nonetheless. Yeah. Harry Kane, regardless if Thierry Henry can can usurp his greatness, still had for this season a really really good one, and I think. I, I was tempted to put him as my starting striker, but there's just one striker, another cliffhanger. 
that was slightly a lot better than Harry Kane this season. Uh, and we could all guess who it is. But Jack, who are your forwards on the bench? Uh, so I'll start with the one I agree on. Uh, and that's Harry Kane. Really? Uh, yeah. Not Suarez. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had, he had the most goals and most assists in the Premier League. Like like you said, for a very poor Spurs team, he did it incredible. And I mean, like, you know, he, he almost carried them to like a top four finish, honestly. Like if he had been fit for the entire season and not missed the few games he did, mm-hmm. I, think they, I think they would be looking at a top four spot right now. But alas, that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, but he, he had to get in there. And I actually changed this one mid-video mid, uh, because I, 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 in thinking about this as a team itself, this ha- I, I had to do this. So I have Luis Muriel, the striker for Atalanta, on the bench. Oh, what? And so you lied to me. What do you mean? Yeah, I asked you if you'd have another Atalanta player. I said yeah. Didn't okay. I say yeah? I, I thought I, maybe I said no. If if not, I did lie. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> okay, all right. But uh, yeah, there, there, there's there's an Atalanta player. Uh, he he had just under two goal contributions a game, twenty two <laughs> goals and nine assists. That is very impressive. But the reason he's on the bench instead of you know he was originally one of my starting strikers. The reason why he's on there is because he usually came off the bench and was mm-hmm. the ultimate super sub. So if I'm using, if I'm thinking about this like an actual team, he absolutely has to start on the bench rather than starting, you know, uh, like up front. Because, you know, as as much as I like him as a goal scorer, uh, he doesn't have the greatest uh, stamina to to say the least. All that right. that's that. So I think he would be better on the bench, and for that reason, he's my other bench player. And I I'm gonna quick give you a spoiler because. I, I forgot about Suarez. No I way. Totally, I totally forgot about him. If, 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 I, if I had remembered him, he would have been an easy honorable mention. But I cannot believe that I forgot about him. That, that makes me kind of upset. <laughs> Retroactive uh, honorable mention. Retroactive honorable yeah. mention for <laughs> Suarez for me, yeah. I, 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 the reason why I said, oh, wait, earlier, because I was like, I'm pretty sure you said you'd have a two-striker uh, starting lineup. So I was like, I do. Oh, he, I, I, I still do. Yeah. So, so I was thinking like maybe he is uh, also starting uh, alongside uh, the person that we are keep on alluding to. That's going to obviously be both of our starting strikers, but apparently not. Apparently not. Now, now I'm curious to see who is your starting striker alongside the other guy. Huh? I All guess right. we'll find out because yeah. we're now entering the starting lineup. So we have our uh, best 11 for the 2020-2021 top five European League season. Let's go over probably the most important thing, which is the actual formations okay. of our teams. Okay. Because we need to kind of figure out how our teams are lining up. You, uh, talking from before the show and throughout the show, are, are, are really like building this team to be a team. I am not. Uh, <laughs> so what is your lineup, Jack? Well, it, it, it's technically kind of a four, two, four, but I think in practice, like if this, if they were playing an actual game, it would probably end up looking more like a four, four, one, one. If that, if that makes sense, like a, you know, a center forward supporting a striker, but it, for, for simplicity's sake, we're going to call it a four, two, four, because that, that is a lot more intuitive. All right. All right. And for me, I have, 
I have on paper a 4-3-3, but when you look at it, it's uh, four defenders that are all pretty attack-minded, three attacking midfielders, and three pe- oh, and three God. players that could be forwards. So, oh my God! With, with that out of the way, let's start with let's let's start from the back. Let's build out at the back, as they would say, with our goalkeeper, Jack. I'm pretty sure I know your goalkeeper. Does he happen to pl- play for a? A, a side that were champions of their respective league. Yes, that he does. Do you want to does, take a guess as to who it is real quick? Well, does he play for the national team of Slovenia, I think, is the, is the team? He doesn't play for Slovenia. Is, is it not Slovenia? Am I, am I blanking you've out? Just on got, you've just got the wrong person. I just it, got it, the, you've got the wrong person. No I, way. Are you, just, I, are you serious? I did not pick Jano Oblak from Atletico Madrid. No way! Wait, I picked. Okay. Oh, you want to take another guess? Okay, so so it, it, it's a it, it, it's a player who played for a champion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh man, and, and it's not Ederson, is it? It's not Ederson. I've raved about this man several times. Oh no! I'm gonna blank out. All right, tell me who it is. It is Mike Mignon from Lille. <sighs> I, I picked him because he has been absolutely incredible this season. As, as a French national team fan, there might be a little bias there, but I had to pick him. He's posted 21 clean sheets in league on. More than half of the, of the games he played was, were produced clean sheets. And alongside Jose Fonte, he was part of the leadership that helped get that to organize the back line to create such a fairy tale story, really, for Lille to, to win the league. And also, he made 2.2 saves per 90, which is pretty impressive, you know, like, uh, that, that, that's, those aren't bad numbers at all. And he was responsible for Lille's defense being so secure this season. Like, without him, I don't think Lille really wins this title because they, like, he has just been incredible. And honestly, he, I, I've said this several times, but I think he should be the number one for France if, like, mm. going into the 2022 World Cup because Loris is 34. It's t- It's about time for him to retire. He's getting a little bit more. He's always been prone to accidents, but <laughs> he's getting a little bit more prone to accidents for my liking. So Mike Mignon, I, I, I'm really fond of this guy. I, I had to pick him there. I don't know. I didn't go for the bias pick. I, I should have <laughs> known that the bias pick was coming. Of course. Of course, <sighs> man. Well, Jack, I think I'll let you take a crack on who All my right. starting goalkeeper is, because I think you might be able to get this one pretty easily. All right. Was he a champion this season? No, uh, not not in the league. No. Oh wait, is it Kaylor Navas? Yes, it's Kaylor. Of Navas. course it is. Who I else knew would it. it be? Of course, you love Kaylor Navas. Of course, I am. I I think if it's one player that I am like weirdly a stand for, it's Navas. He is the best North American player. Well, that might change, but for the past decade at least, he's been consistently up there as a Costa Rican international player. That, that's insane. But even on the club level, because that's what we're talking about, he was amazing this season. Uh, up until PSG's loss to Man City, he had previously never lost a Champions League knockout series that he's played in. Uh, wow. that's, that is that is great, great consistency. And the stats that I brought up uh, last week still hold true. 90th percentile for clean sheet percentage in the top 7% of goalkeepers in terms of goals against per 90. Uh, and get this, 
top 1% of save percentage per 90. Pretty good. He's the reason why PSG didn't completely fail in Liga in the Champions League. There were many times where he was the reason why PSG were keeping afloat, especially when you consider their iffy midfield at times. Despite all of the other contributors to PSG's lack of success, he still helped them give up only 28 goals, second only to Jack's goalkeeper uh, in their team, Lille. That's pretty impressive given where PSG were, the turmoil that they kind of went through, and it really tells the strength that he brings to his PSG team. So that's my pick. I should have known. I should have known. Even before recording, I was like, AJ's going to pick Kaylor Navas. I knew it. I I thought you were going to like say him right away. And like, I I should have, I should have, I should have been confident in myself. I I, I knew it. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Jack for defenders. Do you want to go straight up? Just say the back line or do you want to go left back center back and then right back? Let's say the back line and go and go through it. And do you want more suspense? That's the question. Mm. Do you want suspense or not? Well, I mean, it's just it's just defenders. No offense to any uh, wow. defenders out there. But how about we both say our uh, back line and then all right, all right. Uh, we can go from there. Jack, who is in your uh, four back line? All right. So from going right to left, uh, right back, I have Joel Cancelo from Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Uh, first center back, I have Ruben Diaz from Manchester City. Uh, third center back, I have Milan Skriniar from Inter Milan. And then uh, my left back, did I say three center backs? I think I might have said it. There's two center backs. Uh, and then for my left back, I have another Atalanta player, Robin Gosens. Oh, wow. So, so it's a very Atalanta heavy team, apparently. Well, there's a, yes, I guess. Yeah, there are three <laughs> Atalanta players in it. All right. So this is my back line. I have Trippier from Atletico Madrid. Uh, first center back, Ruben Diaz, Man City. A second center back, Willy Orban, RB Leipzig. And my left back, kind of a right back turned left back. But, you know, he's played left back at some point in his career. I, I've had uh, Atraf Hakimi in uh, okay, Milan. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he would be able to play there. So, you know, I, I just wanted some more attack in my defense. More attacking. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All attack all the time. Jack, I, I'll throw it to you first for to explain your defense choices there. Yeah, well, Joel Cancelo is actually uh, on who scored, which is where I get I'm getting most of these statistics. He's actually the ninth ranked player in the Premier League huh, for wow. for average score. He had two goals and three assists, but that doesn't tell the whole story. He has two point four tackles per ninety and one point five interceptions per ninety. And as a right back who's been crossing in a lot, eighty eight percent passing accuracy. That that is a pretty good rate for a right back and plus you know he kind of solved a problem that manchester city have had for a while with defensive frailty and you know while you know my next pick what i'll talk about ruben diaz has a lot to do with that joao cancelo his kind of resurgence this season has really helped manchester city in a lot a, a lot and going on to ruben diaz you know he's in the running for you uh for young player of the year in the premier league for a reason and people are saying he's a potential ballon d'Or candidate i'm not sure if i would go that far but he is pretty good you know last season city were the worst team in the league for goals conceded from outside the box a little a little stat for you there uh mm-hmm. which you know it was a really big weakness and why they were so far behind Liverpool. 
but Ruben Diaz with some amazing headed clearances, you know, he, he makes a lot of blocks, uh, a lot of headed clearances, some good interceptions, good tackles. And, you know, because of that, he has transformed Manchester city's defense and is responsible for them winning the title in such an emphatic way after a pretty disappointing season last time around. So yeah, he, he is my, he's my first center back. I, if I'm getting some defensive solidity and right next to him, I've put maybe, maybe some bias because I could have chosen Inter Milan's other center back, but I chose the Slovak in my team, Milan Skriniar, who is, you know, he really helped Inter's defense be as strong as it has been this year. They had the least goals conceded in the league for one. And he's been, he chipped in three game winning goals. He scored three goals and all three were game winners. That is, that is how good he has been. So he helped them get nine points overall. If, if, uh, and you know, he puts in a ton of tackles and interceptions. His work rate's awesome. He has great aerial ability. And because of that, his passing and his, I almost forgot his passing range. He gets a lot of secondary assists because Inter Milan is a very good counterattacking teams. He receives the ball, plays a good lawn ball down to either Lautaro Martinez or Romelu Lukaku, who crosses it to the other, and it's a goal. And that he is he is very good at that. So he gets in this team for me. And then my left back, Robin Gosens, he he has eleven goals and six assists. That is incredible. He, he plays as a left wing back, sure, but he's very good with his passing. He makes 1.5 tackles, interceptions, and clears per 90. He is a massive player. He's getting some a lot of attention from bigger teams as well. Not to say Atalanta isn't a, isn't a big team, but, you know, even bigger than Atalanta. And, you know, he, he's just been fantastic for the past few seasons. But this season, he's seemed to have really leveled up. Nice. Uh, I, I like your picks there. Obviously, we, we agree on Ruben Diaz, so mm-hmm. that's another one that we agree on. Uh, we also agreed on Trippier with Atletico Madrid. I just have him in my starting lineup, and you have him right. on the bench. Uh, I, I, I also was thinking about having Cancelo instead of Diaz because I wanted to have it one team in the starting lineup maximum, but I Fair ultimately enough, yeah. went with with uh the english international just because i i feel like he maybe added a little bit more to atletico madrid because as you said before you take him out of the team and they obviously suffer you take Cancel out of the team which happened quite a lot with uh pep guardiola uh, benching him and pretty much every other player in the team at one point and the, the man city still functions and that's why I have Trippier on this team because he is a large reason why Atletico Madrid only conceded 25 goals. He was a very, very big part of that. He was continuously a serviceable left back defensively. He, there wasn't a lot of errors that came out of him, but where he shined was his ability to pass. Six assists in the leagues, that's pretty good given how Atletico Madrid play and how uh, he is as a right back. And now he's in the England hero squad, which is fully deserved as well. Like he's had a very, very good season and has shown his ability to be a star player, even as a defender. Ruben Diaz, I mean, you said everything that there is to say. Uh, I I will add that he, I'm pretty sure, was the the most consistent starter in the back line for City. Uh, I don't have the stats, but in my mind, it just makes a lot of sense because like Stones, Zinchenko, Cancelo. Uh, Walker, all of them got subbed in or 
uh, yeah. benched at one point. Stones and Laporte definitely got subbed in yeah. and out more than Diaz. Yeah, and so the fact that they only score, they only conceded thirty-two goals. Obviously, because he's the most consistent starter, had to be a large part of that. He boasts a ninety-four percent pass completion rate and seven point zero four progressive carries per ninety. He's not just a great defender, but obviously. Uh, a great attack starter as well and on my attack starting team that's kind of very very important uh going off that willie orban rb leipzig in the bundesliga when you look up the phrase unsung hero in the dictionary right next to it is a picture of hungarian international willie orban rb leipzig gave up a bundesliga low 32 goals fakes in large part to orban who is in the 98th percentile for Ariel's one in nine per 90. Like he is a god in the air. And it's not just in defense he's good at, obviously, because I am all attack all the time. It's starting and finishing attacks. He's in the top 4% in terms of progressive pair passes and carries. And he scored six goals in all competitions. That's the kind of center back I want because I'm going to want to just charge in the box during corners and just win every single ball possible. And Orban, with his defense and attack, gives me all the aerial coverage that a team can need. And then my left back or right back turned left back is Hakimi of Inter Milan. You know, he plays on the right, but sometimes on the left. So I I decided to put him here because I really wanted to put an Inter Milan player on the team. And he was one of their best players, best attacking players, even as a left back. Eight assists and seven goals. That's 17% of Inter Milan's goals in the league. He played a part in quite literally almost one-fifth of their goals. So maybe he deserves one-fifth of the credit for their Scudetto, maybe. From his dribbling, his passing, to his defensive work, he was the real deal. It's no wonder so many. So many clubs are after him because he's just everything you want in a modern day right back, you know, turn left back. So that is my uh, defenders, my my back line. Uh, not not the most balanced team. I, I can definitely tell. Uh, I don't know who's gonna stay back really, but you know. <laughs> Uh, who, who cares when you score uh, uh, 16 goals to your opponent's 15? That, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Jack, remind me again how your midfield looks. You said 4-2-4. Four, four. Is that two central midfielders? Yeah, two central midfielders. Uh, they're actually like relatively not really defense-minded. They're more forward-minded, but not, too, not like attacking mid, you know. Okay, okay. If that makes I, sense. I, I think we might agree on... Maybe both. I think at least one. Jack, I, I want you to give your uh, central midfielders a shout because I want to see if we agreed. All right. You want me to say say just just who they are first? Yeah, whatever you want. Sure, go ahead. All right. All right. So my first one is Frankie Dion for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And then my second one, Angolo Kante, of course. I, I, had, I had to put him in there. Uh, and... Uh, I can I can explain that if you wanted to do give your midfielders first. Yeah, actually, we I, I thought you were going to go for another Chelsea player, and uh, I, I hate that I'm saying this. Oh, I, I know who you're going for. And you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna, gonna love gonna it. Say it. It's Mason Mounts. Oh yes, Mason. Uh, <laughs> Mason Mounts of Chelsea. I had my my more 
defense-minded midfielder, if you can call him that, is Tony Cruz of Real Madrid. Ah, defense-minded, <laughs> very, yeah. very I mean, defense-minded midfielder. Yeah, he he, play, he played sometimes as a, a you know defensive midfield, but you know, whatever. And my other central midfielder is very attack-minded is Bruno Fernandez. Wow. Okay. Okay. So so, so that's my squad, but uh, Jack. I'm sure you're going to want to talk about Conte a lot. Oh, Why don't you talk about your uh, two midfielders? Yeah. Well, I'll talk about Frankie Dion first. Uh, sure. I, honestly, in, here's, the, here's, the, here's the shocking thing. He's probably the most important player for Barcelona, which is wild given that Lionel Messi's on their team. I don't know if I believe that, but sure, it, go ahead. If, if you look at the way Coleman sets up his team, he usually sets it up around Dion because he provides so much to the team. He has a 94% pass completion rate, 94% as a central midfielder, which is just great. And, you know, his, his passing and vision is what allows uh, people like Messi and Griezmann and, and, Dembele, and Dembele sometimes to get so many goals. Like he, he's the reason they score so many, because he has the vision. He, ha- he has that passing range. And, you know, he chips in goals and assists as well. Maybe not as much as the others, but. He he chips in here and there, but th- that vision is really is really what gets him in for for me. And the other one, of course, Angolo Conte. I I bounced between having him and Mason Mountain here eventually because I wanted to keep it as non Chelsea like heavy as possible. He ended up kept keep getting downgraded until he ended up being an honorable honorable mention, mm-hmm. unfortunately, which I hated to do. But I'm glad you're going to talk about him. But Conte has been revived under Tuchel. He has 2.6 and two uh, tackles per 90, two interceptions per 90, and also makes some of the most sprints of any player. It, it, his work rate is insane. Like, you can see it on the field. He gives everything. He, it's rare to see him not sprinting across the field, really. And the other thing, he averages 90% pass accuracy, and despite being only 5'6", he w- he won the most aerial duels in the Champions League final, Champions League semifinal, both legs, and the Champions League quarterfinal. Wow! He won the most aerial duels going up against like folks like Benzema and uh, up against like uh, you know Ruben Diaz, and he he is he is incredible for that. And plus, he picked up four consecutive Man of the Match trophies on the way to winning the Champions League, like. He he pocketed Kevin De Bruyne he, in, in the final. He, he completely dealt with Kareem Benzema. Tony Kroos, as well, completely dealt with him. He, he was just everywhere. He, you know, as, as people have been saying, 70% of the earth is covered by water. The rest of it is covered by Angolo Conte. And that right. has to be true. I, 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 have <laughs> to, I have to give him props because everyone said, oh, he's past his best. But he proved them all wrong. And I couldn't be happier. For the happy little Frenchman. Ah, what a great note to end off your midfield section on. Yeah, I mean Conte. I was really, really debating putting him in for Mount because, like, like you said, he's just an amazing player for them. Hopefully, for your sake, he's going to help them win a a, a Euro. Finally, finally get some revenge uh, for the 2016 loss, but. Mason Mount is who I ultimately chose uh, in place of Conte because this guy showed up 
no matter what competition it was. I, I'm like, I'm like grimacing just talking about this because because I, I always I love it. I, it. I trash talk Mason Mount. I always respect the Mason Mount, but just for the just for the meme and the joke, I always like trash talk Mason Mount. Said that Declan Rice was better. Say that Jesse Lingard was better. Even if I do believe that for this season, Mason Mount was the guy. Eleven goals plus assists in the league. Four goals plus assists in the Champions League, including the dagger to win it against Real Madrid in the semis. And, uh, yeah, the assist in the final as well. Yep. He's, he's been, I think, in my mind, one of, if not the Premier League's most improved player given the last couple seasons to now. Like He's really kind of grown into his potential and really shows that he can grow even more. I think the stat that really embodies him and the reason why I chose him over some other attack-minded midfielders is his expected goals plus expected assists per 90. Obviously, when you have players like Timo Werner playing with you, <laughs> your actual assist number, your actual goals number aren't going to be really reflective of how talented you are. So this is pretty much the total amount of expected goal contributions per 90 minutes. He's at 0.43 per 90, which is in the top 2% of midfielders in the top five leagues. And for literally just attack attacking midfielders, he's still in the top 11%. Like he is overall very, very consistent with his output or well, I should say his expected output. And for that, like you see how young he is, you see uh, the chances that he's creating and you just got to give him credit. That's why he's on my team. Uh, Tony Cruz, I, mean, I don't really have much to say about him, but just real quick, plays for Real Madrid. I think his passing really made me choose him. He has a 90% passing rate, which is really, really good, and has 12 assists in all competitions, which is also really great. And I think this is kind of a, a not really as tangible uh, of a reason to pick him, but he's been just a constant heartbeat for a Real Madrid te team that hasn't played very well this season, given everything that's happened. And he's been the heartbeat for the past couple seasons as well. And although, yeah, the season has had its tough times, he's still been one of their better players. For my money, even given his age, even given the struggles that his team went through, he's still one of the better midfielders that we've seen this season. And that's why I chose him. And for my other midfielder, I chose Bruno Fernandes, Manchester United. I feel like he's going to be on a lot of people's teams. When we say that Fernandes is Manchester United, we mean it. When he doesn't perform, they tend to not do great and really have to muster together some other individual performances in order to make up for it. Case in point, the UEFA Europa League final where he kind of fell yeah. off and you know Manchester United were punished for that. He also fell off for the latter half of the season because of fatigue or whatever. He played pretty much every single game yeah. to start off the season. But he was lighting it up for the first like 75% of the season. He got 14 goal contributions in Europe this season. That's both Champions and Europa League. And get this, 30 in the league. Very, very good. His passing and finishing makes him a threat wherever he is on the field. Without Fernandez, Manchester United just don't finish top four they also finish mid-table without him like he is very very integral for this team and that's why he is my attack-minded midfielder and now i'm really beginning to understand how uh imbalanced my team is but guess yeah. what <laughs> uh, 
I'm still gonna beat whatever team you put out. <laughs> Let's go oh, on. Okay. Let's go on to. I'm, I'm guessing you have wingers. Yeah, I, I have two wingers and two strikers. Okay. Well, l- let's go over your wingers first, I suppose. Unless you want to go strikers, I'm, uh, your choice. No, I'll, I'll go over my okay, wingers okay, real okay. quick. Yeah. Uh, so left left wing. Uh, he's played at striker this season, but he's really at his best at left wing. Yep. And that do you? I think you might know who I'm talking about. I think so. It, it's Kylian Mbappe. Uh, he he's got the most goals in league on, and he had he was absolutely fantastic throughout this season, and Again, a reason why PSG didn't drop out of the title race early. Exactly, there are, yeah. There are very few players who did that. Mbappe, Navas, Marquinhos, maybe uh, Verratti, you know, and Mbappe. Like, they're, they're, but he's up there. He, he saved their season, or at least tried to, uh, <laughs> helping them get the Coupe de France as well. He assisted and scored the goals that won them at least a trophy this season, which was good for them. Uh, and you know, he, he's just wonderful. He, he's just a wonderful player. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean that, I don't know what else I can say about him other than like, he's just amazing. And then right, right wing, you know, another player who usually plays as striker, but often drifts out to this right hand side and actually is deployed as a right winger quite a bit. And this one might be surprising, but oh, wow. went with Gerard Moreno from mm. Villarreal. Good pick and, though, good pick. Yeah. The reason why. Is because, you know, he won the Europa League. He scored a fantastic goal in that, but that's not all he he does. He scored 23 goals in the league, only less than Lionel Messi. He outscored Luis Suarez, outscored Karim Benzema, outscored, I mean, Iago Aspas isn't much much competition, but he's still competition, I guess. Uh, But, you know, he was Mr. Villarreal, if, if if there was one. He made this team what it is. He's why they're they're in the Champions League next season. He's why they won a Europa League. He it's he's why they made it to the Europa League final. And you know, unfortunately for him, uh, the Villarreal way was mostly wait for Moreno to score a goal and then hang back for the rest of the game. So he didn't get many like hat tricks or braces or anything. But he was a pretty incredible player. And if I'm remembering correctly, one of the top scores of the Europa League knockout round. So he he is an impressive player and. He was very underrated until that final, and, and and now it seems almost everyone understands how talented this guy is. Mm-hmm. And rightfully, I think he he got called up for the Spanish national team. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's their starting striker, or they find uh you know Luis Enrique, I, I believe that's their coach, find some way to start him in their eleven this this uh, summer at the Euros. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get minutes. I was surprised. Now I'm really curious about your your strikers because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I, I know who you thought I put at the at the right wing spot. I think you know. I think I know. I I think you think that I know as well. Uh, I'll, I'll give my wingers that are kind of just uh, strikers, but whatever. <laughs> On the left, I had. I mean, he also you know was a you know played striker for most of the season. I had Cristiano Ronaldo. And what is there to say about Ronaldo? He's 36 years old, yes, but he had 29 goals in Syria, which I believe is the golden boot for him in Syria. Like, you know, at 36 to have that level of output, that's just that's just mind blowing. Really, he's the first player to get a golden boot in three of the five top European leagues. So it really shows his consistency throughout his entire career. 
yes, Juve kind of over-rely on him, but his output is great. And that's why I was really considering him taking him off my starting 11, just because he had a lot of goals, but in a way kind of feels empty because they didn't really win anything of note other than maybe uh, the Copa, Copa Italia. Italia. I'm yeah. not going to count the Super Copa Italiana as something that's really something we're super proud of. But despite that, despite him having uh, some empty goals and Juve not doing as well as they should, maybe over-relying on him so he just put up those empty stats, I still put him on here just because how could you not? I, I feel like if he has the golden boot and he has been doing this for this long, he deserves a spot here. Kind of similar story for my right wing, but in a way, it's a lot more justified, and that's Lionel Messi for Barcelona. Yes, he sometimes plays as a false nine, but I had him on here just because there is no better game changer in the game of football than Lionel Messi. I don't care if he's in his 30s. He still is someone who can just shape the game to, to the way that he sees fit. Anyone that has a team of the season without Lionel Messi is wrong. I really hope I wrote that down. I really hope that you have him or something because I'm going to I'm going to feel like a fool if you don't have me. I'm going to call you wrong. But guess what? Check. If you don't, he is wrong. He, you are wrong. He is Barcelona. He's in the top one percent, top one percent for assists per 90 shots per 90 passes, attempted progressive passes and dribbles completed per 90. And he is in who scores best 11 of the season, the player of the season with a disgusting average score of 8.5. He had 30 goals at 33 years old and nine assists, 22 man of the match awards with uh, 38 goals in all competitions to win those 22. Barcelona wins because Messi allowed it to and loses in spite of him. They lose in spite of him, not because of him. Well, maybe sometimes, but he <laughs> he's done so much for his Barcelona team this season when they've had a very, very off season. I, he's the greatest of all time. And in my mind, this season proves it once more. Is he going to win the Ballon d'Or this year? Probably not. No, it's going to be this man, N'Golo Kante. Maybe, maybe. But if anything, his offseason is what a lot of players strive to reach, and that's why I have him on here. I kind of just uh, pat a little messy on the head for two minutes straight there, but that that's my wingers slash strikers. Jack, let's move on to the strikers. Mm. Let's let's uh, save your mystery striker first. Let's let's get your uh, striker right. that everybody knows is who you're gonna pick out of the way. Yeah, you want to say it on three? Sure. All right. One, two, three. Timo Rob- Werner. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's 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 Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, it's Lewandowski. It's, yeah, it's Lewandowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why did you pick him, Jack? If I, you even need to explain. I mean. I'm not even kidding with this. I started making a... I, I'm going to cover the other striker spot, but... If you can... See, you probably can't see that, but he was the first name and only name, really, I put on my team sheet. Yeah. To start <laughs> like, he, he was the first person I thought of. He broke the Bundesliga goal-scoring record at, what, 33, 30, 34? He, he's getting yeah, up there in age, but still, 41 goals in a season while missing like six games of it 
that is impressive. And like, like, like what you said for Ronaldo and Messi, Bayern win because of him. He, he makes their team better. The, if, if he had been fit for their Champions League quarterfinal against PSG, they would have gone through, no doubt. I, I have mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind oh, about yeah. that. And, you know, he makes Bayern the winning machine that it is. That, that, that is it. He, he honestly might go down as one of the best transfers of all time because he went on a free from Dortmund to Bayern, yeah. remember? Yeah. Like, that, he might be one of the best transfers of all time because of what he's done for Bayern Munich. And, you know, I, I don't know who else you can really pick. Mm-hmm. Other other than Robert Lewandowski, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, I know who else you could pick because I picked another striker as well, but he has to be in like everyone's team of the season. Yeah. Before you go to your mystery striker, I'm, I'm going to say like my striker is also Robert Lewandowski. Uh, the only thing I'll add to uh, your compliments of him is he's overperforming his XG by nine goals. Like his finishing wow. is that good. An XG overperformance of nine goals some would say is unsustainable throughout the season. Well, he did it, so good for him. And that means that he had a crazy, crazy goals per 90 of 1.05. Expected to score a, a little more than a goal per uh, 90 minutes. So, you know, that is why he is, for, for our money, because we, we said this last uh, week, the, the team, the player of the season, pretty much. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. That is Robert Lewandowski. That's who we've been alluding to. But who I'm really curious about, because there are uh, at least a couple of names I could think of who could be your final striker. <sighs> I'm not even going to guess because I, I don't even know. Right. Who right. is it, Jack? Who is it? Well, So remember how I said that this team in practice would play more like a 4-4-1-1 yeah. with a center forward kind of supporting a striker. So that I, I'm surprised that didn't tip you off to it, but... My my final player is Lionel Messi, who, okay. who makes the team. All right, he he. You don't you don't have to feel bad about calling me dead Ron for not including him because I did. He he was actually the player I swapped out at the last second because I, I at first I put him on the bench and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Putting Messi on the bench. He it's, <laughs> it's Lionel Messi. <laughs> like who so did you have before? I I had Luis Muriel starting because of his goal ratio, mm-hmm. like a two goal contributions per game per ninety, but. Ultimately, he's a better super sub and Messi is better as a starter. So there we go. 30 goals, nine assists. He had 21 in 2021 in the league. He only had nine before that, which is why actually I left him only as an honorable mention in uh, my midseason team of the season. Yeah, uh, that's right. Team of the year, if you remember. So he really stepped it up. (laughs) Like he he must have heard it. And he was like, well, got to score 21 goals now and he (laughs) he really did he he showed me up and he he's still at the top of the game he is he he probably is one of the best players in the world competing with Lewandowski up there for it and you know I I think like he like you said 22 man of the match awards he is Barcelona he is Barcelona that that is that I mean you've already said everything else about him but that that's just who he is and, you know, now that Aguero's there, he's probably going to stay there, it sounds mm-hmm. like. It, it sounds like he's negotiated a two-year deal, so I guess we'll see both Aguero and Messi go to Inter Miami in two years when they yeah, have their of course, of course. salary restrictions lifted, you know? <laughs> so, uh, the, there we go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had to include him in this because of that. But you, you might notice that there's one very big exclusion that's not in my 11. Yeah. 
and it's Ronaldo. Right. I was going to say. And, you know, one, I don't like Juventus. Two, Fair. I don't like Ronaldo. <laughs> and Fair. three, I, I, I put him as an honorable, honorable mention. So th- there, there you go. I, I had like. Retroactive there, there honorable play- mention? Yeah, like there, there are players that I considered. Mount is on that list. KDB is on that list. Holland is on there. Christian Romero from Atalanta, but I had too many Atalanta players. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua Kimmich, Jan Oblak, and Wissam Ben Yedder were all ones that I considered, but everyone else above this is just miles above, honestly. Wow, Most miles those. above. Wow, Except really Mason above. Mount. He, he, he probably should have made oh, it in here. Mason but Mount is, two- mile, is not miles above? What the yeah, heck? yeah. He, he's the one. He's the one. Yeah, not KDB, no. Not Mason Ronaldo? Mount. What the heck? No, 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 no. It's it's Mason Mount. <laughs> all right, all right. But should we go over our starting 11s uh, for this to... Yeah, sure thing. No. So you want to go first then? Yeah. Uh, I had for my goalkeeper, Kaylor Navas, PSG. Left back, Atraf Hakimi, Inter Milan. Center backs, Willy Orban of RB Leipzig and Ruben Diaz of Man City. And my right back, Kieran Trippier of Atletico Madrid. For my midfield, I had defense, defensive midfielder, if you can call him that, Tony Cruz <laughs> of Real Madrid, and my very, very attacking-minded midfielders, Mason Mount of Chelsea and Bruno Fernandes of Manchester United. For my wingers that are really just, just glorified strikers, on the left wing, Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus, right wing, Lionel Messi of Barcelona, and the man, the myth, the legend himself on, at striker, Robert Lewandowski of Bayern Munich. Jack, who is your 11? Yeah, so I went in goal, Mike Mignon from Lille. Uh, For right back, I have Joao Cancelo from Manchester City. Center back, I have Ruben Diaz from Manchester City. Uh, My other center back, I have Milan Skriniar from Inter Milan. Left back, I had Robin Gosens from Atalanta. First central midfielder, I had Frankie Dion. And second central midfielder, N'Golo Kante. Uh, left wing, I had Kylian Mbappe. Striker, I had Robert Lewandowski uh, for one of them. Second striker slash center forward, I have Lionel Messi. And right winger, I have Gerard Moreno. And AJ, I actually have a quick f- uh, question for, for, for you. Yeah. Uh, a, f- a few, actually, uh, on your team. So first... I mean, because the the first one's really obvious. Who do you think is going to get the most goals on your team? Second is, who do you think is your primary creator on that team? And third, who is your captain of your team? Captain as in, like, leadership or captain, like, FPL points? (laughs) No, 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 no. Like, if you were creating this as a team, you were sending this out, who is captaining your team? Uh, I think most goals will have to go to Lewandowski. I think the creator... uh, I could say Lionel Messi, but since he's on the right wing and slash striker, I think he's also going to be finishing a good amount. So I'm going to say Bruno Fernandez in the work engine. Uh, second or yeah, second would be Mason Mount, but I'll have Bruno Fernandez be the, the main creator. And for the captain, that's a tough one. I think I'd probably have Kaylor Navas just because A, he can see the entire field and B, he's been around. He, he, he knows how to uh lead some teams and given that he is a a pretty big player for costa rica he knows how to deal with dysfunctional teams sometimes and something tells (laughs) me that this team is going to be very very dysfunctional those are my picks for uh your questions who do you think is your uh goal converter your goal creator and your captain as well 
Yeah. Well, goal scorer is Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. And my goal creator, I think, would be since we're talking four four one one in practice, Lionel yeah. Messi is probably gonna be the one. And Captain, I, I went between this, but I think that I'd probably go for Robin Gosens, actually, because okay. he's probably one of the more passionate players that I've seen play out of these. And Golo Kante, I would have gone for him, but he's a little quiet. And uh, you know, I, I I don't think that works well for for a, a captaincy. And you know, Gosens is going to be tracking up and down the field. He can connect everything together. And also, my defense—the rest of my defense—is way too young to be a captain yeah. to have any captains. So, uh, but yeah, I think those are our picks. I think we're going to probably make like pictures of these teams and post them on Twitter. Maybe yeah. do like a poll of who wins. Who I was going to say these two teams faced each other. Yeah. And, and oh, man, I, I feel like, I feel like no matter what happens, we're going to get roasted on Twitter. Probably. Oh yeah. 100%. Man. Well, I can't wait for that when this episode releases, but, uh, because we're at the end, that is the end of our deep dive for this week. Uh, Jack, before we leave and call it a night, cause it is 1030 now. Would you like to say anything to our listeners? Well, as always, make sure to follow our Twitter and Instagram. You know, uh, vote on vote on the poll that we're going to put out of of which team would win if these two are facing off. It's the Champions League final. Which team is going to take it all? Team AJ uh, or or Team Jack with N'Golo Kante in there. You know, nah. might be might be the one. Uh, maybe another Champions League man of the match award. And also uh, on Twitter, make sure to look out for our UEFA Euro bracket challenge when that comes out. And also, I'm not sure if we've discussed this yet, but given that we we did Premier League Fantasy and Champions League Fantasy, we might try and make a UEFA Euro Fantasy team because it's pretty easy to create a league on there. We'll, sure. we'll talk about that and see how it goes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, make sure to follow us on those social medias so you can find good, uh, good things like that. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. And also follow us and give us a rating on wherever you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker. I don't even know all the different podcast platforms. Now there's too many. Uh, tell a friend that you enjoy the show. Uh, tell your dad that Jack didn't put Cristiano Ronaldo on his team at all. I'm sure he would love to hear. I'm sure he would get so, so upset. Yeah, yeah, real upset. <laughs> and with that, we're going to see you guys next Monday for our news and predictions episode. And we'll see you same time, same place for a deep dive episode next Thursday. See ya. Bye for now. <laughs>